Hi guys and welcome to episode two of uh, Vets Talk Pets podcast. I'm Robbie Anderton and I'm joined again this week by the man who set Twitter alight last week with the hashtag <laughs> rats are not small possums. It's Lewis Kirkham. How are you going, Lewis? Good, Robbie. How are you, mate? I'm brilliant. Thank you, mate. That's good. Um, Jeez, we, we had some some good feedback about the, the, the podcast, I think, this week, but you know, it sort of worries me a bit, you know, the podcast, obviously, we play it to family and friends and that sort of thing. It's a bit like when you're naming your baby. Right, yes. If you tell people the name of the baby before it's born, right, yes. they feel like it's an open discussion. Oh, I don't like that name. Oh, why do you call my dogs called that? Or why do you call it that name? I, I, there was a kid that I didn't like at school that had that exactly, name. Exactly, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you have the baby, yes. and the baby's born, you say, this is my baby's name. It's fantastic. I Perfect love the fit. name. I love that name. Don't know any kids that were bad with that name. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with the podcast. Yes, yeah. We played it to people. They have to say it. They love it. They, so, they love it. Yeah, so yeah. Hopefully someone's enjoyed it. But, but you know, we, we had a good crack. Well, we, we, it was it was good. It, it worked well. We've had people listening to it. We've had people getting into contact with us. So it means that people are listening. And if you're listening to this, thank you very much because it's it's great. Sort of vindicates us being here and giving it a shot. But um. Yeah, I think it went well, you know, and, um, you know, we've got uh, got all the social media stuff happening. We've got our email addresses yes. and we've got, um, we're on iTunes now, which yes. is fantastic. Yes, Lewis we are on iTunes. They've, they've allowed us on iTunes, which is a big surprise. Fantastic. Yeah, we're right up there with like, uh, you know, Ricky Gervais and, uh, <laughs> you know, some of the, some of the other, uh, you know, oh, gee. Oh, there's lots of lots of good podcasts. Like, uh, there's something, no, nothing, no such thing as a fish. No such thing as a fish, There's yeah. lots of different ones. But, but anyway, I mean, we could rap it on about other podcasts, but really people are here to, to listen to ours. Listen to ours. Yeah. They, they want to hear us rattle, yeah. rattle on. That's right, um, exactly. So what I was going to do today, Lewis, given that we've got the first one out under the way, I thought it's a bit of a time to, uh, to get to know you, get to know your podcasters. And so um, I th- thought we'd uh, run through um, your history, mate, of being a vet. Yeah. Where, yeah. How long you've been a vet? Where, so... Where did you graduate? How long have you been since uh, since you got out of vet school? So, so yeah, I finished. Um, I, I graduated from Melbourne, yep. and um, and I was about nineteen years ago. Nineteen wow. short years ago. Short years. And yes. that's that's where we met, obviously. Yes, you, yep. you and I met. Um, and then uh, and then when I graduated, I actually worked in mixed practice down in Mafra. On the oh, yeah, out in the Math. Mafra, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mafra. So a lot of dairy cows, a lot Fantastic. of dairy cattle, which was great, and a lot of obviously cats and dogs in the sale area, and, and it was fantastic. And then. Yep. Then from there I went over to the to the UK um, for oh, well, sort of travelled and worked for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, Where did you work when you were in England? So I worked over in Staffordshire, sort right. of north north of London for for a month or so, um, and then also worked um, worked down in London for about sort of two or three months. Um, then travelled a bit. Yeah. And then came back and worked a bit more. And got yeah. engaged while I was travelling. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And then I had to work a bit more to afford the engagement ring. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cheese wasn't going to last on there forever. That's yeah, right. The, uh, those the, cold the English pool. winters. Yeah. The ring pool just wasn't going to come. <laughs> something sparkly on there. Yeah. So, yeah, then we came back and then, uh, and then I woke up around Melbourne for a yeah. while. Um, and then sort of been working in a city for, for a long time. But just at the moment, I'm taking a break. So okay, is, yeah. Which is good. It means I've got a bit of time to have a chat. Have yes. A, have a bit of a podcast. Get the podcast off the ground. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Look, I'm, I'll be loafing back in, in um, around Melbourne in the next, you know, next couple of weeks. Got a few gigs sort of sort of lined up. So fantastic. As well as that, I've done some, you know, my membership, some extra study in animal behaviour sort of yeah. stuff. So a lot. So of, let's break that down. What what are the memberships? So where you know for people that um that, that are listening, you know, so obviously we've got our vet degree. You know, yes. We've got that from vet yes. school. Have you, have you got a vet? Have you got a vet degree? Uh, oh. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty oh. sure. I got, I got, Hang on. Did yeah. we, did we, <laughs> is that a prerequisite? Yeah. Of, uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's press, press pause and work out what's going on here. Uh, um, uh, yeah, so, so we've got our vet degrees, but then 
what is a what what are the memberships? You know, people may have heard of vets that have done memberships. So just sort of drill down on that and let yeah, people know well, what they are. Yeah, well, I mean, memberships is just basically some extra exams that you do in a certain subject of interest. So yep. my my area was was animal behaviour. Yep. Um, you do. I did a study for about sort of twelve months or so, a little yep. bit of extra study on on um, on animal behaviour, and then you sit some exams that give you some further qualifications and says you're a little bit more perhaps. Um, able to treat behaviour problems in dogs and cats. You know, I do do house calls for behaviour consults for, yes. for cats and dogs. Yeah. Um, I've done a little bit of work for for the Melbourne Zoo in the past and the oh, excellent. Sanctuary. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, and also since since I've um since I got my memberships um uh, I've also written a couple of books. Yep. Um, about people who are pregnant and they have a dog or a cat. Yep. In the house and they want to know how to best prepare the dog or cat for the pending arrival. Yep. Um, one's called Tell Your Dog You're Pregnant. Yes. And the other as, one... As featured on the checkout. Yeah. Oh, yeah thank you very much. You saw that, did you? Yes. Yeah, any publicity is good publicity. publicity yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And then surprisingly, the cat one, Tell Your Cat You're Pregnant. An yes. An essential guide for cat owners who, who are expecting a baby. Um, and that's, you know, it's got a CD of baby sounds. It's uh, all my daughter's sounds when, right. she, when she was born. So, yes. Um, I'm hopeful that she won't claim royalties when she turns 18, <laughs> but that's, that's, a, that's a work in progress. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so that's that sort of, I guess, sums up a little bit about, you know, what I've done. I'm very interested in the area of, of dogs and, and, and uh, dogs and, and children and that sort of thing. And, yeah. And I suppose that leads into a little bit of the, the next sort of, sort of, topic that we're going to discuss yes. today was it's been in the news quite a bit lately um there's been quite a few um children that um that have been uh, mauled by dogs in certainly in we're in melbourne australia yes. um and, and certainly in victoria the, or in, in australia there's been a few you know there's um there was a, a one-year-old that was unfortunately killed by a rottweiler um in in new south wales yeah um recently there was a 10 year old um that was that was mauled by a south african bull bull which have you ever met a bull never had never heard of that dog before and when it came out on the news a south african bull had no idea no No idea it's it's like a bull mastiff i think like quite a quite a large sort of dog and um and I think it's bred for hunting lions or something in South Africa. Really important in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah well, that's yes, right. Yeah, yeah, the lion population is is yeah, dwindling. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe it's because be- of the ball. Because, because of the ball. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Um, and and uh, and then there was a toddler that had you know ear bitten off by a Jack Russell Terrier cross. Um, yeah, I didn't hear about this one. That was yeah. Yeah. So there was an I think it was an article in the Sun or something like that. Yeah. And, um, horrible instance. That one. Uh, the um the toddler was. Um, was attacked by the, the family, Jack Russell, and then I think a teenage uh, daughter was trying to sort of pick the child up in her arms to get away from the dog, and it was still sort of sort of going at her. But right, I, I think the thing that that really you know worries me with all these incidents that that have that have occurred is is there are some stats that are really really worrying. I mean, you know, it is known that one to two babies, unfortunately, every year in Australia die from dog attacks. Every year. Yeah, yeah. You that, That's what the stats say. And, and in America, it's, it's obviously high because of the population, but looking about 30 fatalities per year. In, Far in, out. Yeah, so it's, it's really, and, and it's really unfortunate circumstances. And I really feel for the, for um, obviously for, for the owners and the parents of, of the victims. It's, it's really, really, really traumatic. And 
What what I want to just say, I don't want to go into breed too much, but yep. there is there's no breed that's overrepresented any or in any other than any other breed. Yes, yep. Um, in in any of the the, the studies that are done, um, as the ones that are doing the attack. Yeah, 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 exactly. So you know, obviously, the larger the breed a dog is, or the larger a dog is, the bigger the mouth is, the more teeth they've, or the sharper the teeth are, the bigger the teeth are, the more damage they can do. Absolutely, so, yeah. You know, the, the toddler attacked by the, the Jack Russell, yeah, look, that, that still happens. And um, yep. um, But obviously a bigger dog is, is going to do more damage. And, and we do know that 70% of the dog attacks towards children are by dogs that are known to the victim, known to the child. So right. It's, it's the family dog. It's the grandmother's dog. No, the it's, uncle it's, or auntie's dog. Exactly. Like it's that the neighbour's dog. It's, yeah. it's not your dog that's running up on the street and yeah. attacking attacking the, the child. So yeah. So you know, um, and and more than half of the attacks that occur are from doing innocuous activities. So um, you know, things like playing with the dog, walking near the dog, cuddling the dog. Yeah. Walking near the dog when it was being fed. Those sorts of things that are considered to be innocuous. You yeah. Know, yeah. That, Every day, you know, families let their kids do these sorts of things with yeah. dogs, but they are potentially all sort of dangerous activities. I was going to say that, you know, what are the, you know, I mean, there's there's obviously things that are setting the dogs off. You know, there's something that the dog's perceiving that um, that something's being threatened. You know, is there, you know, some sort of common element, you know, that you can go, you know, these are the real danger times that we need to be really careful with kids around dogs are in certain situations. Yeah, well, we do know that the kids under five are the most likely ones to be to be attacked, uh, right. to be bitten, sorry. Yeah, yes, bitten, yeah. Bitten by a dog. Um, we think it's to do with, you know, it's the stage where they start to walk and they're yep. walking quite uh, funnily, yes. uh, like strangely waddling around. Yep. They're staring at dogs directly in the eyes because they're at that sort of height with yep. the dogs and, you know, they're reaching out. And, Inquisitive. And yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And so... So we do know, obviously, staring is it can be seen as, as quite threatening. Um, and the interesting point as well is about two-thirds of all dog attacks that have been recorded in the hospital sort of scenario. In yeah. one study, two-thirds of those dogs had, the owner said, they had never bitten before. Wow. So so just seemed out of the blue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and that's what people say, oh, my dog is so, so you know, good with the kids. It's great yeah. with the kids. And it might be that case. Yeah. But you need to realise that there are those times when, when um, those bites will occur, yeah, you know, there has to be the first bite that occurs, and unfortunately, that could be, you know, when when your toddler gets bitten. So, yep. I really, the thing I, I really push with people is, is it's about active supervision. Yeah, okay. So, you know, if you've got a child and, and a dog in the house, is you need to be within a meter of, of the dog and the child, you know, at all times, and actually watching the body language of your dog. Is your dog comfortable in that situation? Yeah. A lot of owners don't recognise the signs that a dog is uncomfortable. You know, you'd be looking at things like trying to back away from the situation. Yep, yep. Maybe yawning. Yes. Maybe lip licking. Yep. Maybe, you know, averting their gaze, looking away yep. from, from you. Um, and, and I say to people, you know, people ask me, what age is a safe age to leave, leave you know, yeah. you know um, leave my child with the dog. Yeah. And that's really very individual. Yes. And it does depend on on the, the child's ability to read the dog's body language. Yeah. But I say to people, if you would let your child cross a busy four-lane highway... Yeah, yeah. It's probably, you know, a lower risk of you... You know, it's, it's at that stage where you could probably leave them to to be able to monitor the dog's body language. Themselves. Right. Themselves yeah. and not have that active supervision. Yeah, okay. Or separation. If you're busy, you know... 
changing a baby or you got the baby down on the on the on the um the rug having a play. Yes, yeah. Um and and, and you can't supervise you on the phone or yeah, yeah. you know something then the dog perhaps should be in a in a separate secure behind a closed door yeah, sort yeah. of scenario. So I guess that, you know it's it's a very serious topic and oh, for sure, we yep. really want this, this podcast to be quite light hearted, but I think yeah. that's something we needed to touch on. Yeah. Um to get to, to, to get, you know get out there. Yeah, um and one thing I wanted to talk to you about like the, from um you know it, it's a little bit hot button but you know it's on the same you know, the when you're talking about different breeds, you know, um so we had the few years ago where there was the the young girl who was um killed in um in Melbourne um as well uh and at that time they brought in the breed specific legislation, yes, you know, yes. um which I know, you know, every vet behaviourist was up in arms over saying breed-specific legislation is just not going to work, you know, yes. because as you say, you know, it's not a specific breed. Um, you know, uh, that, that, that you need to, like, there's, yeah, the bigger the dog, the bigger the damage. So I, yes. the way I'd say to people is, you know, it's the same as a car, you know. You drive a big car, you're going to cause more problems if you yeah. have a crash than what you will do with a small car. Yeah, sure. Small car, will, small car crash will still ruin your day, but a big car... It's it's just more powerful. Yes. Um. So as far as the breed specific legislation, are we still seeing any hangover effects from that now, or well, is that? Yeah, it's been it's been brought back a little bit. I think it's been pared down a little bit. Yeah. The thing with the breed specific legislation is it's 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 very media driven. You know, yeah. Okay. That, uh, you know, any dog that's big and, and looks like a pit bull. Yeah. You know, is a pit bull essentially. Yes. And so yeah. they'll report that in the media. Um. And, and what we do know is anywhere in the world where breed-specific legislation has been introduced, including, yep. you know, Victoria, um, there's been no reduction in the number of bite incidents. So it's made no so it difference. Does, does not work at all. Yeah, okay. It does not, does not work at all. It can create a false sense of security. The yes. People say, oh, now that, thank goodness, people... We're safe. Yeah, we're safe. We're now safe. Every dog is going to Every dog. Yeah. And clearly from what we've had over the last month or so, with you know, we've had... Um, a, a rock wheeler, this this ball ball, and even a you know a small Jack Russell yep. kind of dog, you know that's pretty representative of, of how it might be. Yeah. Um, and I think as well you got to think about people who get a pit bull often sometimes want it for a certain reason. Yes. And they yep. might train it to be that certain behaviour. So say so, you know they want a protective a dog that's going to protect them. Yep. Let's get a pit bull. If there are no pit bulls they can get, well, they'll just go to the next big breed that's scary. That's around. And train yeah, and okay. Be sort of aggressive. So I don't want to touch on that too much because it is, you're right, it's a hot, 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 hot button topic. Hot button yeah, topic. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, I think it's, um, yeah, it, it's it, it probably one of the other big things as well, you know, that we were touching on last week, really is socialisation, isn't it? Because that's the thing, it's exposing the dogs to things and that's the reason why with your books where you've got the baby sounds and all that sort of stuff, of trying to get these dogs used to it because I, you know, it's controlled exposure, isn't it? Yes. You, know, you want to, yes. you want them to be exposed to things in a safe environment so that then they feel like they don't have to react that way, and also that your kids feel like that they're having a good interaction yeah. with the, with their pets yeah, too. Exactly, and I mean I see a lot in, in at work. You know, it's the young couple they bring in their puppy. You yeah. know, and and they're obviously you know they're of, of that age where perhaps down the track they will be considering children. Yeah, yeah. I always say you've got to get this dog out. Yeah. You've got to get this dog seeing strollers. You've got yeah. to take it to your um, to your local park where the kids are playing. Yeah. Take it to meet in you know to meet kids. 
um, in that up to that three month period, so yeah. that then when you do have that child, perhaps down the track, not trying to preempt them, yeah, or anything, you're, you're make not, an embarrassing assumption in yeah. a concert. <laughs> you're not trying to be like the mother in law going, <laughs> When are you going to have kids? That's right, you've got the dog, yeah. you're married, and when's the first child? What's going, going on yeah. now? Yeah, yeah, when are you going away to, to Dalesford for the weekend? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, you're right, socialization certainly, certainly is, is, is really important, yeah. But I think we could go on about this sort of oh, thing all day. I and, think. And, and I think, you know, so that's that's some absolute gold information that you listeners have been given there. I mean, that's some A1 stuff, you know. Go back and have a listen to it again because Lewis, Lewis has really made some really good important topics there. And if you've got friends that you think might be worthwhile uh, having a listen to that, send them the link because, you know, if they've got any questions, hit us up because it's a really, really, really important thing. Um, and also important, Lewis... Um, what I wanted to touch on, I'm not sure whether or not you're a crosser. I mean, you, you very well may be because I'm pretty sure you'd be a pretty big fan. But um, uh, have you ever heard of um, uh, where, where are we? Uh, uh, Cotton de, de Tullier dogs, Lewis. <laughs> yeah. Cotton de Tulliers. No, no, I haven't. I, I know where you're going. You know where I'm going with this one? Idea. Okay. You're talking about Babs, aren't I'm you? talking about Babs, yeah. Yes, so um, yes. I've, I've done, a, done a little bit of research and so um, the uh, – uh, I, was, I was reading Variety, okay? Oh, and, yes. uh, as high, you, as, yeah, as you, as you do. As so I do. You oh. put down the Australian Veterinary Journal. And That's you, right, you yes. went on to Variety. Went on to yeah. Variety because yeah. sometimes I need to, you know, I need to expand my uh, my knowledge of, of the arts and things like that. <laughs> yes. And so there was an article uh, written by uh, Raman Setudi, um, uh, pardon me, Raman, if I've mispronounced your name, Barbara Streisand on how she battled Hollywood's Boys Club. Um, now, this is all the, the hashtag Me Too campaign and, you know, yes. she's, how she's battled for so many years yes. against, um, oh, yes. you know, and, and, and all that stuff. And there's some really good stuff in there and there's some great pictures of Babs there in her uh, library with her, her trophies and some red leather bound books and things yes. like that. Well, well she's, she's, she's had an amazing career. An amazing she's, career. And she's, she's worked through periods, I imagine, where that Me Too stuff was just right. You oh, know? absolutely. And, yeah, and, so, yeah. and taken for granted, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Yep. So, so she goes through that in detail in the uh, in the article. But the thing that certainly got the traction for me, Lewis, was um, uh, so quoting from the article. Along with her husband of twenty years, James Brolin, there's no one she enjoys sharing her residence with more than her three Cotton de Tullier dogs. Right. Right. Now, now I've never heard right. of Cotton de Tullier no. dogs, but no. they are you know they they certainly look like very beautiful Maltese looking dogs. Uh, you know? okay. they're, yes. they're very yes. similar yes. to yes. Maltese Puppy sort of scenario. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm yes. sure they're very different to Maltese yes. terriers because you know, again you're not going to get into a hot button. You know I don't, I don't want the the Cotton de Tullier um you know group of Melbourne breeders to be breathing down my neck. Beautiful looking dog, but just so the listeners get a picture in their head. Maltese well, well, I did do a bit of a search myself you? for you yes. know, the, the Maltese and the Cotton de Lua, and there's a Facebook page. Don't confuse the Maltese with the Cotton de Lua. Is there really? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> you had me going there because I thought, geez, I'm, I'm going to have to get on that one myself. So I, I, I don't want to faux pas myself, Lewis, when somebody brings one of these little dogs in. So back to the article. So again, quoting the article, perhaps her biggest reveal, Miss Violet and Miss Scarlet, who are two of her um, three Cotton de Tullier dogs, were cloned from cells taken from the mouth and stomach of her beloved 14-year-old dog, Samantha, who died in 2017. So cloned. Cloned. Now, I I hadn't heard about this, and when I saw the the article, I thought, 
Craig, I, I need to drill down further on this yes. because you know she's so she's got three of these dogs, but only two of them are the clones. So there's Miss Fanny as well, who was a distant cousin of um the the the, the dearly departed um Samantha. Yes, yes. So um so this is where things start to get pretty cool. So um so while Streisand again quoting the article, while Streisand was waiting for the clones, her breeder <laughs> bought another dog whose mother had been named Funny Girl, which, as you know, Lewis, because I know you're going to be deep into Babs's back catalogue, as a movie from <laughs> 1968 where yes. Barbara Streisand, she yes. won the Oscar for Best Actress in a Leading Role. So, you know, yes. that was a, a huge That's moment. That shot of fame, I think, that one. Shot of fame. That was the first, first big call. And alongside Omar Sharif as well. Yeah, I'm not oh, sure no. if you crossed much of Omar Sharif's no, stuff, but he was no. the leading man no, in that 68 no. production. No, I'd um, like to go to Omar, but no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Omar, Omar, go and see the Sharif in Omar, just in case you're getting into some trouble there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so back to the Streisand was smitten. This is the dog. So the breeder's gone, look at this little dog I've got yeah. here. It's a distant cousin of Samantha. This is Miss Fanny. This is Miss Fanny. And, yeah. and so Streisand was smitten. She adopted the new dog. And listeners, I'm doing inverted commas here. Adopted. I wonder yeah. if that's the same as Viola Beauregard. I want that dog here, Daddy. I want one. I want a cotton delure. But this is while she's her. Obviously, she's heartbroken while Samantha was yes. uh, passed away. Yes. And she's she very attached to it, Samantha. Very attached. Yes. Um, and so she was still waiting to find out what was going to be happening with the clones. Um, and so she changed um, Funny Girl's name to Miss Fanny, which was Barbara's character's name in um, in because she, she played Fanny Bryce in the right, movie Funny right. Girl. Yes, yes. Now this is when this is this is when the article starts getting interesting. If this has ever been written in Variety before, I'd be very surprised. A short time after the clones arrived. <laughs> All right, now were, they, they, if the, were they armed? They were armed, yes. You know, you know, oh, Craig, they all came in like children from the corn. You know, I, I just picture that. I picture... Ding dong. Oh, 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 that'd be the dog. Well, let's go and see. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's the, clones. the clones. It's the clones. Um, so uh, so Stries and dress the two dogs in red and lavender to tell them apart because they're clones. Oh, they're clones. They're clones. Oh, yeah. oh, my goodness. Uh, Miss Fanny. Oh, hang on. Is that, is that which dogs come? come which to ones? Me? Which? Or is that the name? No, what are the names of the? So the Miss clones? Scarlet, so Miss Scarlet and Miss Violet. Miss Scarlet, Miss yeah. Violet, and but she could have been lavender and uh, red and lavender. So, red and lavender. So it could have been oh, Miss oh, Red I mean, and Miss Purple, but no, you're going to go Miss Scarlet and Miss Lavender because it's Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Hollywood, you yeah, know, very Cluedo. Very, oh, very, is it? Very, oh, yes. <laughs> Miss Scarlet in yes. the... Uh, it, it was the clone to Delia's in, in the, the, in in the, the library. In the conservatory. <laughs> with the with, dog bone. With, yeah. <laughs> with the clone. Now, could you imagine... So, so these two dogs, the only way that they can be told apart is where one's wearing a red scarf, one's wearing a purple scarf, yes, right? Yes, yes. So can you imagine when these dogs go to the groomers, right? So, that, so, so, oh. so they're going to sit there, they're going to be getting a bath, and then the groomers are going to be sitting there going... Which oh, one's which? Oh, hang on. Hang on. Oh, oh. Was that the red one or was that the purple one? I don't, doesn't matter. Just put it on. We've got a 50% chance of being right. They're clones. Even if she goes and swabs them, they're going to be the same. Have it's a win. Have you ever had that in the in the vet clinic where you're sort of you're coming in and you've got all the patients in for the day and you're taking leads and collars off to do anaesthetic and, yes, and whatever yeah, yeah. and that sort of thing. And the client comes in and they... And, you know, you take all, you know, coffee out to soothe them. You know, everything went well. They're wonderful anaesthetic. You know, big spiel about how yes. difficult it was, how much work you've done. And you give them the dog and they go, it's not my dog's lead. <laughs> and, and oh, so, so it's not my, not my dog's lead? Yeah, lead or colour. Lead or colour. And it's like, I, 
done all this work. I've spent two hours on anaesthetic with your dog. Yes. And here you are. You've just lost all credibility because I've given you the, the wrong, wrong lead and collar. The wrong lead and collar. That yes. might be the same. She might have the, the dogs at home. She's calling one. One pilot, one scallop. But yes. no, it's the other way around. It's the other way around. The and she, she wouldn't know. Um, and and uh, um, I got a funny feeling that they're probably not going to know the know the difference between the names of Miss Scarlet and Miss Violet. I think they're both just going to just they're just going to run at the same answer, time. Answer to anything. Answer to anything. When she sings with a beautiful voice, with a beautiful they're voice, they're just going to come running. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You go, hey, Babs. Babs wants us. <laughs> um, now, what I was going to uh, oh, so then she then goes on. Um, so they've got different personalities, right? Yes. Which, which again makes sense because you got you know getting back to you know year twelve biology genotype versus phenotype. Yes. So genetically you might be the same, but different exposures yes. that you're seeing there you might have a difference. Yeah. But so so got, just tips on that. So obviously yep. they've got the same genes, so they do look the same, but they're not going to behave the same. Correct. They? Yeah. They, they've got you know different wiring, all that sort of stuff, and environment affects their behaviour. Correct. You know how they've responded um, when they've come out with with their mum and that sort of thing. So yes, they look the same, but they're not going to behave the same as as Samantha. As Samantha did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. And what what Barbara goes on to say? Sorry, but Barbara. Barbara. It's not Barbara. It's Barbara. Yes. Thank goodness we're doing all correct on that one. Don't look up Barbara's drawing. Oh, oh, my goodness. The image is on that. So she's like, I'm I'm waiting for them to get older so I can see if they have her brown eyes and her seriousness. Oh. Her seriousness. Yes. But the thing that got me with that was the brown eyes as well because what happens if they don't have the brown eyes? She's going to clone a couple of eyes on the back of a mouse or something like that and see if she can get them transplanted yeah, in. Yeah, I would have thought they'd have the same eyes if they're clones. Well, you would have thought so. You would have thought there would have been that much in the way of difference. Um, now, to, to wind this up, now, I, I've had a look at, at the at the website via Jen. It's a, it's a company in Texas, okay? Yes. Um, oh, so yeah. these are the guys that cl- did the cloning. Did yes. the cloning, yep. So, yes. so, 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 um, uh, Ms. Streisand's vet swabbed the cheek and took a, a biopsy of tissue and sent it off to to Biogen. Do you think she did it herself, or is that the job of the PA for the dogs? Is that the is that the personal assistant that's like? She know, may have been. Like, yeah, yeah. She, she may have been in mourning. She may have been in mourning. She got. I just just get it cloned. Get a cloned. Get a cloned. And it was done. It was done. It was done. Just come back and go, look, it's going to be a little while, Babs, but, you know, I'm sorry, Ms. Babs. Um, now, now, costs-wise, right? Yes. Have you looked this up? Have you no, seen the cost? Oh, no. Great. No, I, I think I saw a mention of, of I've got the money. I've got the money, which, yeah. of course she does. You know, multi-award winning. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah. Songer, uh, singer, singer, so- singer, actor. You uh, know, producer, yeah. director. Yes, exactly, yes. So, so what sort of price... Are you thinking here, Lewis? What oh. sort of price to get um so to get a, a dog? Um, Are we talking uh, Indonesian rupiah or US dollars? Let, let, or let's what? stick with the greenback. Let's stick with the US, US dollars. US I, I, dollars. Can, I, I can I can get the converter up. Yeah, no, no, no. Thirty thousand north. North. So higher. Yeah. This is like a price as well. All right, lower, well, lower. Okay, so somewhere between thirty and hundred. Correct. You yep. have to tell me. All right, fifty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand dollars. Yes. US, per dog. Per per dog. Um, That's hundred hundred k. Yeah. Now now as always the um yeah we're cat owners as well as dog owners and you know always the bugbear is then when cats always seem to be the um the the the, the lesser light to the dogs. Oh yes. Um, you can get your cat cloned for a mere twenty five thousand oh, dollars. Half the price. Half the price, Lewis. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's easier. I don't know. Wow. You know. But so so fifty grand for a dog. And 25 20? grand for a cat. Wow. So... What about a rabbit? 
pulling something away from you. No, you know, no, you know, no, 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 I love yeah, it. So yeah. you're brushing up against the lily and the, the, the pollen's on the coat, and then they obviously they groom themselves. Yes, they love they, licking themselves, they, yes. They, they lick it off. Oh, tell me about licking myself. Oh, yeah. she, she <laughs> like in the middle of the night. That's the perfect time to lick yourself, isn't it? Oh, I'm trying geez. to sleep. But the cat's on the end of the bed, and there she is licking her way. Anyway, yeah, so yeah. licking her bikini line. Yeah, oh. Favourite thing at 2 a.m. in the morning. Go find another room. That's Go right. find That's another right. room. Yeah, right. Don't do that here. Um, so it, once the cats are exposed to the toxin, it's rapidly, rapidly absorbed. So once they've been exposed to it, it's in. Um, and what happens is that toxin then gets to the kidneys yes. and it damages um, the, the the cells that line the little tubules yes. in the kidneys. Nephrotoxic. Nephrotoxic, yes. that's right. So um, nephro being, being you know, is it, is it Latin? The nef, nef for kidney? Or it's got to be Latin. It's got to be something for Latin. It's the smell of Latin. Smell of Latin. Nephro, you know, yeah. It's like yeah, when you roll it on your tongue. Nephro. Nephro. So, so nephrotoxin damages the kidneys and... These cats go into kidney failure and they go into kidney failure fast. Yeah, so, right. um, so the signs of your cat, if they've gone into kidney failure, suddenly they become lethargic. They're really unwell. Sometimes they'll vomit. Yes. Um, but it's different to your chronic kidney failure. You often yes. see in your old cats where they slowly lose weight. They drink yes. more. They wee more. Yes. These things. That when cats get this, it hits them like a steam train. So, um, if your cat suddenly is seeming unwell. At any time, regardless of whether they've been chewing yes. or not, get yes. them to the vet. Yes. Um, and uh, I know in the ones that I've seen, um, you feel the cats, and often they've got really big, painful kidneys, you right. know, like they're really, right. really sore. Right. Um, you do blood tests, their kidney values are through the roof. Yes. Um, and one of the big prognostic things then is whether or not they're actually producing urine because the damage to the kidneys can be so severe yes. that yes. then the kidneys are no longer producing urine. Producing urine is really important because that's clearing out all the toxins. Yes. So if you ain't producing urine, you ain't clearing yeah. out the toxins, you ain't yeah. clearing out the toxins, urine's real yeah. strong. Yeah, that's, so, that's a big prognostic indicator, isn't it, if they're not, not producing any urine at all. Absolutely, so yeah. So, and treatment, I mean, obviously, you know, treatment, there's nothing at home really you can treat it oh, for. Oh, so not at all. They're a hospital case, aren't they? Definitely. Come in and we'll see them and they'll be admitted to hospital and go on, you know, fluids and all those sorts of things to yes. try and, you know, get those kidneys, hopefully... To flush the kidneys, and hopefully they, there won't be too much damage to them. And, Correct, um, yeah. And and because uh, kidneys are those sort of organs that don't regenerate at all. They don't. No, yeah, no. So. If the if they're badly damaged enough, they can't come back. Yes. But if you get the, get them on treatment early enough, then you can turn it around. Yes. You know, or at least get them to the point where they've got enough functioning kidney units again. Yes. The nephrons that they're able to then you know yes. continue to live a, a normal, happy, you know renal disease free life yes. for a while yeah. but um yeah. Uh, so, yeah so the um so obviously the big big takeaway is, is is not to bring lilies into the house you know if you if you Boom. Cats. absolutely yeah yeah, yeah, so, yeah so you know the, the flowers that um you know that, that, that come in for, for whatever reason you know make sure there's, there's no lilies in, in those, yep. those bunches um is there some like in your research is there a website they can go to at all that you know of or how do people know what sort of lily we're worried about or yeah just, you know well, it's a, it's an excellent question, Lewis. Um, there are there there are certain species that are known to be toxic. Yes. There of to the kidneys. There's one that is potentially toxic to the to the heart. Oh, wow. um, right. You can get combinations, so so hybrids of lilies that might have. So you might think that well, hang on, I've been sold this one, but it may have 
potentially some of the genes, some of the oh, DNA of the toxic ones. Don't switch on you. And you think I'm you're buying Dr. Roses. Moreau, yes. You think you're buying roses, but you've got your hybrid... Your hybrid your lily. Your clone, clone, clone lilies, <laughs> yes. The clone lilies there. Um, so... Uh, so you absolutely you can get on and and if you're a botanist or a you know a florist you could probably pick the pick the toxic ones you know from uh, twenty paces. My advice is if it's a lily, get rid of yes. it. You know, yes. the safest yeah, cool. place safest place for lilies in a household with cats is in your green bin because yes. don't just don't risk it. Thank yes. you, Arnie Flo, very much because uh, and the reason why I always bring it up at Easter time, Lewis, is that. People will, like it's Easter lilies. So people, you're going around to someone's right, house, yes. you buy a bunch of, course, of flowers, of and there'll be Easter lilies in there. Yes, so yes. if a household's got cats, don't take yes. around any and around any lilies. Yes. Um, like when we, I'm not sure whether you guys had it when um, you had your kids, but certainly with us, when we got the the bunches of flowers, um, I had to make sure I pull all yes, those lilies yes, out before we got back yes. home. Any any arrangements that come in, yes, yes, certainly. And uh, don't 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 take the lilies out and just put them in a plastic bag too, as well, and leave the bags lying uh, lying around. How many cats love chewing on plastic bags? Yeah, yes, so, yeah. Like you said, locked into that that bin, locked into your green bin, safe and and, yep. and out of the way. Don't so, bring them in the house. So yeah. so lilies, everybody, make sure you be careful with lilies. And of course, next uh, next podcast we'll be talking more about Easter. We'll be leading up to the to the week. Yes, for Easter. Um, I think you got your thing about talking a little about the the old Easter egg toxicity, Ch- chocolate toxicity, Lewis. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um. Actually, one thing we should come back yeah. to. Sorry, the lily toxicity in the cats. Oh, yeah. Are they toxic in dogs? Oh, it, um, excellent. So, um, they don't appear to be toxic for dogs. Right. Okay. But, gee whiz, I wouldn't want my dog chewing on a lily. Yes. You know? Yes. It's that don't thing, isn't it? Risk, where, yes. yeah. Um, because I mean, we see it in um, and it's probably something we'll touch on another time. You know, about um, uh, kidney problems in dogs with sultanas and 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 grapes and things yes. like that. There's if there's potentially a toxin that's in a, in something that's going to cause a problem to one mammal, then you'd have to think that there may be a chance. Maybe, so, yeah. so, so certainly nothing I came across said that definitely it's toxic for dogs. Yes. But, jeez, I wouldn't be risking yeah, it. So, I, yeah, yeah, I think mine says it's not toxic for dogs. It might cause them to vomit. I think. Correct, yeah, yes. Certainly no, none of the kidney sort of things yeah. that, that, that we know about. So... Anyway, so look, yeah, um, you know, we're obviously leading into Easter with the Season Easter lilies. Yeah, episode. Yeah. Yes. So, so um, <clears throat> I think, uh, you know, you talk about ne- next uh, next episode, you'll be bringing up a little bit of the the Easter egg gorging, the yes. the chocolate toxicity yes, scenario. Yep. Um, it's usually me, the one that's cho- that's gorging on the chocolate, <laughs> Lewis. But we'll talk about what happens when the dog gets into the uh, gets into the stash. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yep. And I'll and be talking a little bit about you now what you should be feeding the Easter bunny, what you need to leave out for the Easter bunny. Yeah, good. Uh, what's what's the correct foods that the Easter Excellent. bunny should be? No McDonald's, but something else that Fantastic. We'll, we'll talk about. So, but that's that's sort of next week's episode. I guess before we do, we sort of uh, wrap up today's today's episode, um, we we have got a few emails that are, that have come in. Mailbag. Yes, mailbag. 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 Yeah, yeah, it's it's, yeah, that's that's a good way to look at it. So this is from uh, Kristen. Yes, Kristen has uh, has has got us. Hi, on, Kristen. On, yeah, yeah. G'day, Kristen. Thanks, thanks for listening. Got us on two vets talk pets at gmail.com. Excellent. And she says, "Hi, Lewis and Robbie. Great first episode. Great. Thank you very much. Wow. Cheers, Kristen. No, oh, no, there's, no there's more. that was quick. There's that more. There's more. There's more. Loved a great first episode. Loved it. I laughed. I cried. I threw up a little in my mouth. 
Oh, crikey. Gee, now, I that wasn't uh, just us generally talking. Just... <laughs> <laughs> then in brackets, she's, she's gone, the feet go oral, right. the abscesses, etc. So Yeah, right. She's obviously making reference to our the previous podcast, yes. which if you haven't heard it, you need to go back go and back listen Go back and have a listen, yes. The rightest, we, we, rightest we, 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 Yeah, we, we did get a little icky there, Lewis, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then she goes on to say, um, look, I have got a question. Is it possible to empty anal glands by myself at home? Right. Asking for a friend. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. Of course, Kristen's asking for a friend. Always that's, for that's, a friend. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, no. Oh, undoubtedly. Now, that's, look, that's a big topic, I think, anal glands. I yes. don't know if we should delve into that today. Or They're we... a real pain in the bum, anal glands. <laughs> yeah. See what I did there? Hey! That's hey. good. That's a great way to end the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe will we touch that on that on another episode and uh, yeah, what do you yeah. want to talk about today? Oh look, I get, just quick, you know, I guess you know you can try and do it. You know, like I've um, I, I've had clients ask me to show them how to do it. I know some groomers do it from the outside. Oh, well, I guess what what is an well, anal? Yeah, anal So we need to, I suppose, to sort of touch, touch on that. They're obviously yep. you now on either side of the bottom, inside the bum. Yep. There's two sort of little glands um, that have little ducts or little tubes. That, yep. That uh, those glands fill up, and when uh, the theory is when the dog or cat, yes. all, mammal, all mammals have anal glands. You know, all mammals, really, even the, even the blue whale. The blue yeah. whale has anyway, an anal gland. I won't go into my research on anal glands and blue whale, <laughs> but all all mammals, all oh, mammals have anal glands. Yep. So essentially, what can happen is those little tubes on the side of the bottom they, they get blocked or yep. inflamed or infected, and then then they swell. Yep. Um, and and can be quite uncomfortable. Yes. Four, four dogs can't, and, and the classic symptoms are they're rubbing their bottom on the ground. Yes. You know, leaving a beautiful uh, smear mark. Yeah, beautiful yep, trail mark. on the yep. white, you know. Uh, the little rug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> on your John Travolta pants. <laughs> hey, 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 so, um, so yeah, so, and, and usually that's when people bring them into us, and then we've got to don the rubber gloves and yes. go in there and give them a squeeze yes. out. Um, yes. do, you, I, do you put on gloves? <laughs> only before lunchtime, Lewis. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I've got sequined Michael Jackson oh, ones. It's fantastic. John, yeah. oh, no, yeah. Michael Jackson. Yeah. No, no. Um, and uh, so sometimes groomers try and squeeze them from the outside. Yes. You know, that's that's fine. Yes. You know, if they can do it. Um, I, I, me personally, um, I can't get enough out. No, I don't think it's enough. So I think totally. you've got to go internal. Yes. Um, so, and, sorry, sorry. Yep. Just back, back the truck up there. Go internal. What, what internal. So, um, that's, so, that's, so uh, yeah, glove on, lube on, yes. up inside the bum, index finger, finger and thumb, the bum. Yeah, and, okay. and then you're, then you're squeezing that okay. stuff out, um, out, out through the duct. Yeah. Instant relief, um, isn't it? Instant relief. Oh, geez. Yeah. And um, I don't know about you, but I know when I was at vet school, I learned um, very well that um, to always stand to the side <laughs> of the dog. Don't stand behind because um, while you've got the, we've always got the piece of paper towel there to yes. try and catch it. Yes. But if it comes out at velocity, Lewis, there's a chance it can shoot off at a, at a vector. Yes. You know? And if you're in the way of that vector, oh my goodness, yeah, you better hope you've got a spare shirt because uh, that stuff stinks. Oh, it, it, does, it, it, it takes I, a long time to get rid of it. Colleagues of mine that have emptied them, yes, they're out of the way, but the client's having a good look. Oh, oh no, doing there. Oh and no, bang, no, no, oh, um, no good, no the, good. The old, the other, the old anal gland scuds just, just bang, bang. yeah, it just exploded. Can you yeah. imagine that in super slow mo? <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Uh, like I've had, I've had probably three clients ask me to show them how to yes, do it. Yes. I show them how to do it, and then usually they go, you know what, I'll come in and get you yeah, to do it again exactly. next time. Exactly yeah, the yeah. same. Yeah, yeah. So uh, happy to pay the money to come in and get you guys. Yeah. No, I totally so agree. It's, it's not, 
not an easy thing to learn, and it's a disgusting thing. That's yeah, really um, and and also, it's, if you were to do it yourself, because I'm sure there are people out there that you know are, are you know banging their eye, they're, they're tapping, tapping, two finger tapping away, going, I can do my dog's anal glands. Um, Big thing to be keeping an eye out for is for um, if it's looking abnormal. So if there's blood, yeah, you know, if, it's, if it's filling up too quickly, yes. then that's when your anal gland problem is a sign of there's something something else going on. Yes. Go in and see a vet because yeah. there is something cooking in there. Yeah. You need to get to yeah. the yeah. need to have a chat about. Need to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> hey, you're there we go. Today, mate. Fantastic. Oh. All right, wonderful. So I think that's pretty. Okay, that's a wrap, mate. Yeah, that's, that's a wrap. wrap. Yeah. All right. So um, look, uh, obviously everyone, um, if you've got any questions for us, send us in questions to vets talk pets at gmail.com. Um, we are on all the socials, so you can hit us up on uh, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Um, you can also follow me directly on um, Twitter at, at vetbehaviorist. Oh, and here comes Olive, my cat, just hey. to, uh, to come in and jump on that. Jump on that um, on that keyboard and just cut everyone off. Yeah. We'll see you next time, guys. See you later, guys. Bye.